I'm Gabby Edlin and in 2016 I founded the charitable organisation Bloody Good Period. BGP exists to provide menstrual supplies to asylum seekers, refugees and those who can't afford them. I decided to create Stay in the Room podcast in order to bring men into the conversation, not just because they earn more money, gender pay gap, and can therefore donate more, but because I believe that menstrual equity and with that period poverty is everybody's problem. And by assuming that men don't care about menstruation, we're assuming they don't have empathy and they don't care about and learn from the women and people who menstruate in their lives. Staying in the room with me tonight is, as ever, my friend and co-host, Bobby Cousins. Bobby is a production designer who's worked on amazing feminist productions such as Disobedience, Catastrophe and the short film Endo. We've also got here Jeremy Newton, our editor and producer and general top lad. Every episode will explore periods with a male guest, finding out how their work intersects with the world of menstruation. This week we are welcoming the wonderful Jordan Stevens. A quick note on language. In this podcast, we'll be referring to men, women and people who menstruate, as well as menstruators. People who menstruate will include or might include women, trans men, non-binary and gender questioning people. When we talk about men, we will in general be talking about people who don't menstruate. But this is not a rule. And when talking about women, it will also be generally about people who do menstruate, have in the past or will, unless otherwise stated. We're always learning, so please get in touch if you want to give feedback about the language used. And we do hope you understand that we're trying to be as accessible and nuanced as possible and that any trans-exclusionary messages will not be accepted. Also, we really like the C word, so if you're offended, better tune out. If you want to get in touch, then you can email stayintheroom at bloodygoodperiod.com or reach us on the socials, making sure to hashtag your comments, Stay in the Room. Thank you this week to Adelphoi Music for hosting us and a studio of our own for creating the graphics. If you're already desperate to donate, then head to bloodygoodperiod.com slash donate and sponsor a period today. This is the most effective way to support our work as it means we can forecast how much we can spend on period products and try and work with as many people as possible to ensure they have a bloody good period. Stay in the room, folks. I'm gonna start again. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. We're here. We're here. We're. Um... <laughs> I love this start. If I, can I just can I just vote for this start? <laughs> well, me telling Bobby off. I think I think natural starts are important. Okay. Right. Well, um, that voice that you heard is the wonderful Jordan Stevens, oh, and um, thank you so much for coming, Jordan. Appreciate um, it. So I haven't um, got a bio for you because what it says on the internet, I feel, does not. Um, doesn't really encompass what it is that I think you actually do. Mm. Or you might disagree. But so you're best known for being half of Rizzle Kicks mm. and making music, producing music, singing, Sometimes. all of that. Yeah. Um, but you've also done loads of acting. But the so, thing that I'm really interested in in what you do is you talk loads about masculinity and in yeah. particular toxic masculinity. Um, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into that, um, why you decided to talk about that, basically? <sighs> Um, hmm. I feel like I, I, I want to try and go deeper with this answer. Oh, please because do. It, is, it would be easy to... Because you can. Yeah. You can, you can here. Firstly, I think, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go existential because there's other examples on the internet of me kind of explaining it as of the last two years. But it's been a slow process for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what it was was... 
I've been, in theory, I've been a feminist in theory for a lot of my life on the basis that I was brought up by a very strong mum and felt, I'd say, felt separate to a lot of masculine tropes. Mm -hmm. Um, Just growing up, I didn't really understand. I I felt like I was, I feel like we all are somewhere on the spectrum, but I feel, I felt very, very socially inept. I mean, autistic spectrum as well. I think everything's on the spectrum, but growing up as a kid, I was very odd. And and I was kind of popular because I was in the sports teams and stuff, but I never understood things, especially when boys started to hit puberty and, and like flex in front of each other. And, you know, kind of there was a competitive edge. I mean, I'm competitive, but there was a dialogue that I just didn't. I very, Sometimes I look at things very logically, which ironically might be. Anyway, but in, in those scenarios, I just didn't get it. Um, so I grew up kind of not feeling too pressured by the environment I was in to subscribe to certain ideals so i'm talking um what 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 gains you power in regard to like you know fighting or or like um or not being gay (laughs) it's like wild stuff like that i didn't really there wasn't really being open but um i have also but but all my all this kind of all these beliefs in my life have totally crossed over each other i've i've you know alongside these kind of ideas around being more open and free i've also had kind of quite complex conflicts in myself around how i feel about relationships and sex and love and and um i've always loved sex i've always really enjoyed the the, i've always got a lot out of the validation of 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 having sex with someone else um in my experience it's been women and that's always i only realized actually from being in a committed relationship now that like how much validation I'd actually get from that experience. Um, but yeah. And, and, uh, and it was a big shock for me because I, I, I think a lot of my thoughts and views and opinions were really good, but I was very much pointing the finger at other people. Maybe, maybe I was, um, maybe it was, I was critiquing cultural stuff, especially around, um, music. Uh, those little bits I thought were a bit dodgy and like hip hop and actually in folk music as well. But that's another conversation we can have. <laughs> um, and, and and I was good at that, but you know, me the, the whole time I was in these intimate relationships, and I was uh, I was acting up, and it wasn't really in the most obvious way. It wasn't I wasn't I never I've never hit a girlfriend. I've never um, consciously abused a girlfriend, but I have emotionally neglected myself and my girlfriends, and I have been an addict during relationships. I've um, you know lied. I've I've kind of set boundaries in my own mind that I thought were applicable to a completely different human being. Um, wasn't very good at being having responsible conversations, that kind of shit. So the reason as to why I ended up in this whole masculinity debate is because I, I went, had this really quick exchange where like I, I, I kind of stopped seeing a girl I'd been on and off seeing for like six years. Um, and I was kind of almost, I felt like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm free to do as I please and I get this and I know what I want and it's free love and it's this and that. And then I met this other girl and I had this kind of like totally, I don't know if other people experience it in the same way, but there's loads of people who I love and there's loads of people who I've grown to love. And then there's some people who you're just intoxicated by, Mm -hmm. which I think for some people and for myself, you automatically think that that's love. That's falling in love. That's what we've Mm. been told is falling in love. But the main part of it is it fucking ridiculous 
just knocks all of your senses like it just totally turns off your receptors like you. do you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, you just suddenly yeah. go oh right this is exactly what I was supposed to do because some normal person's there actually what you've done you put them there you put yeah yeah, yeah. instantly and you just kind of go and like the amount of like problematic things that you say to each other in the first month that you guys just totally like do you know what I mean <laughs> they could literally be like yeah no you know like after about three or four months like I usually start like you know attacking small animals you'll be like oh my god you're great <laughs> you're amazing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> But uh, anyway, I I I I I reached a point in this relationship after that first bit faded, where all fucking hell broke loose. It just was. In t- I was intensely, intensely depressed. I felt like totally trapped. I felt um, miserable. But I was also sure I was in love. And, and one thing that that separated that scenario, which objectively, and this happens for a lot of people, I could have been like, relationship's not working. I'm happy, and I'm gonna go. It was so soon after this other relationship where I felt the same feeling. And I, I, in my head, I went, okay, this is actually a feeling that exists like separate to these people, which is something I've been toying with recently um, because, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, I think to an extent, everyone's high maintenance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just find so. it in different ways, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I basically fucked that relationship up and I was, I was sat there. And just like everything I've been running from, man, was just like in front of me. And it was like my relationship with my mum, my relationship with my dad, me grieving my grandma, the betrayal I'd caused, I'd, I'd, the betrayal I'd done to myself and to the girl, well, to the girl and to myself. Um, it was just like a lot, man. And I felt powerless and I had all this fucking pain and this emotion. And I refused to drink it away or snort it away which I'd previously done and it's you know it's a really effective avoidance mechanism like I think a lot of people I had grown men like suggest I did that so you were you were sober by then no 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 I was I, I was sober ironically I was sober before I met this girl oh right okay um and then I started drinking during the fun bit mm-hmm. and then I got really sad and was sad and drinking mm-hmm. and then I'd like fucking destroyed everything mm-hmm. Because I started doing drugs as well. And then after that, I was like, well, obviously, I can't do any of that because it keeps destroying things. But it was so painful. <laughs> I can't explain how, I mean, yeah. So I was like doing triple therapy and shit, which I'm very lucky to be able to do. But I mean, it, 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 even for me, it was a what, lot. What triple therapy? Just I like three, like three times, times a week? Yeah, Amazing. it was wild. Just, to, just to stop myself going on to antidepressants, yeah. Mm. Um, which, by the way, I, I, is a totally legitimate option it's as well. It's fine, I do but, both. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, because well, I know it works for a lot of people, yeah. but I think my therapist wanted to see if there'd be an improvement yeah. if we if we increased it. But um. Anyway, this is a roundabout way of me saying that uh, I was left with this moment where I had to really look at myself. And funnily enough, it was a completely coincided with the Me Too movement. So like, as I was doing in this breakup and I had someone who I loved, to- think I was a total dickhead. I had my ex-girlfriend think I was a total dickhead. I had like a lot of people who I did have really strong emotional bonds to kind of turn their back on me and it hurt. And... I thought, well, the only way I'm going to be able to get past this is by asking myself some important questions. And um, I was looking at these stories and, and I thought like this, there were some parallels popping up, obviously to different extremes. So I remember reading a few articles and one particularly prominent one was talking about the mentality that goes into sexual assault. So how do you create a person who stands in front of another sentient living conscious human being and think i'm gonna i'm gonna make them uncomfortable i'm gonna take something from them 
that is in my mind only a reflection of a real deep lack of compassion for yourself mm. and you know I watered that down to the point of like how have I been in a situation where countless times I've kind of gone it's probably more important for me to like I I, I feel like I, it was a, it must be out of a lack of compassion for myself to be able to put myself in dangerous scenarios you know so why, where's that lack of love coming from? Where does it stem from? And why in this moment is the emotion so pain, painful to grapple with? Um, and I, I remember I wrote a little thing that said, um, uh, I, I said something like, I'm sorry, I coated our memories in pain. Um, the truth is I... Uh, the truth is I loved, you, I loved you more than I loved myself and I loved myself so little that it hurt to feel loved. And that kind of summed that up in my mind it was like painful to have someone who was actively loving you and considering I'd already been open with 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 gender equality I was like well ironically what the best thing I could do here rather than go you know just go yeah equal rights is, is actually go well maybe if I look after my shit the people around me especially the women would at least have that to not, you know, it's this, this the the Jungian thing. They, he talks about it. You know, Carl Jung speaks about the revolution starting from inside. A lot of people mm. talk about that, and um, I just wrote this article. Yeah, I just sat. I was in Brazil. I ran away to Brazil, which, by the way, is totally cliche. I thought that was unique. <laughs> I thought that was unique. I was like, oh, I'm going. I'm going to Brazil. Oh, doll, I went know. to Thailand. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't tell her. Don't tell her. I've gone. Don't I'm, tell her. She'll be there for. I was there for like three weeks. That's at least it wasn't two weeks. Yeah. That's too cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, and and it was fucking really, really, I mean, I couldn't even describe, but yeah, the story is I wrote this essay and I read it to my uncle and he went, you know, dude, you got to put that online. So I just messaged, put on Twitter, has anyone worked for The Guardian? And, um, <laughs> and you know, it was me just going, no, we, we, I just can feel it. I can understand. We need to be able to, we need to be able to like find a way to nurture this environment where you can be emotionally expressive. Um, and I think it's led to a lot of deflective things. I think misogyny is a coping mechanism. I think addiction is a coping mechanism. And I think you can make healthy choices, but there's too many unhealthy ones going about. Yeah. So I wrote this thing and, um, and then, um, yeah, put it on a garden. I just remember this so vividly. I just remember this email coming back from this editor going, we're going to put this out on Monday morning. I think this is going to make an impact. And I was so sad I, I was so I didn't I literally the irony the amount of things in my life that I've like actively plotted out like right I'm like I want to do this and then I'll do this and then I'm going to get there and then people are going to respect me and it was like this I had no expectations there's sods law in it and there's zero expectation comes out and it's just like my phone and I'm in this car park in Brazil sobbing the girls who I love who I've you know have had these bonds with do not want to speak to me and then suddenly all these guys texting me like oh my god bro like I feel you like I haven't been able to really get in touch with myself since my dad died question time ringing me news night ringing me and I'm there just like <laughs> sobbing getting like producers going mate you need to write a series you need to write a film and I'm there like I don't understand how this is happening like it's that is surreal and then I've been on this journey it's how I met you you know and then I'm turning up at fucking women of the world festival yeah and and just all I'm doing is standing up and going, yeah, like I'm ready to, you know, and it was just weird. It was this weird angle because I know that a couple of the girls, especially close to me, were like frustrated, especially the ones who got close mm -hmm. to me and had that experience of mm -hmm. that barrier I had. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, was, I wasn't denying anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a bizarre, I think that was the bizarre stance was that I was like, yeah, I fucked up, but I'm just, all I can do is evolve. Wow. 
Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, that so, was, no, you. please do not apologise. I felt like you were speaking from my soul then, like, uh-huh. talking about, like, how you feel when you're in a relationship and you've got, you feel depressed and you think it's part of love. Oh, mate. Yes. There were so oh. many things you said there that massively resonated with me. Oh, don't. Yeah, we were all just so that, like... Brink of tears. Oh, oh mate. That love. was amazing, really Jordan. Good. Thank love. you. Thank you. No, thank you so much it's for sharing that with us. It's a mad journey, bro, for real. It sounds it. What was it. the moment for you where you kind of realised that you needed to look inwards? It was just like... Was there one kind of... Yeah. It was because I couldn't think my way out of it. So it was like loads of things. I was obsessed at a point, you know, where I was, where I loved, I love puzzles, you know? I loved the idea of going that, 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 that. And I'd sit down in my social circles and I'd look at people and they'd go, oh, that person's done this. And a lot of the time it would boost my understanding because I'd get it right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Someone would go like, to a point where someone would even say a specific word and I'd be like you work in you know because I'd I, yeah. you know, and they'd go how did you know and it's yeah. because I just and then I just got obsessed in my mind and I was like well everything makes sense and everything ties together and everything's logical and everything yeah. and then you know suddenly I've 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 this well is broken in me because I've been kind of abandoned even though it was of my own causing yeah. and I couldn't rationalize it but there's the pain, <laughs> I just couldn't yeah. think am I out of it it was like there's no there's no answer. There's no, it's not like going to the doctor and they're like, yeah, yeah, in like 10 weeks. People saying time will heal it. It's like, how yeah. fucking long? So you I can't. Just, just like but, dropped everything and sort of fell. Oh, mate, I had way too back. much time. Yeah, I had way too much time. It was dangerous. But do you think the point you made earlier, now I need to choose my words carefully because I had a, it made sense in my head. Yeah. But what you were saying about putting the pieces together and solving the puzzles yeah into like validating yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no you couldn't do that anymore you realized i have to take a different approach yeah well there's that you know if we were to get into the real like unpacking of it there's loads of potential reasons as to why it was so impactful i know that i have a i have i'm particularly sensitive to being um disappointing through a, a female gaze which is a whole other thing but just no, because... please, I, well, I would love for you to go into that because we're here yeah. to talk about like Female stuff. Yeah. So please, like, I mean. Well, yeah, no, it's just that I think I think it was particularly painful because, for, for because of being brought up by a, a mum predominantly. Mm. My dad was about there was an, there's this an unconscious thing. Um, I felt more. I think like being wrong, being wrong, or an idea of wrong through a woman's eyes was somehow more reflective of a trauma I experienced younger mm. than if it was a, a mm. man. It was almost like I had. Yeah, I'd almost muted the other's part of me with that, um, and yeah, the validation it brought. Yeah, it just brought. It just brings back. It's like because it just reminds. It's like old pain, isn't it? Yeah. And suddenly you start to go because really, if I'd been if I've done all that therapy before, in regards to me reacting to the girls' choices, the the girls' decisions to not talk to me, if I'd been in if I'd been in myself, I'd be you know what cool do you know what I mean people are entitled to their feelings you have to let that go and you have to rate yourself and that was the worst thing is I just didn't I lost all confidence all everything and it was a you know it's a big hill to climb I think like you're talking about like a much broader thing as well here which is the patriarchy like you're talking about how you can't logic your way out of the patriarchy yeah um how do you mean? How do you mean? The... Well, because it, it encompasses everything that we do as a society, men and women. Yeah. And actually, like so much of what you were experiencing, it sounds like that was part of like toxic masculinity. You being unable to really um, express how you felt, and it's impossible. Like the, the the idea of the patriarchy, which is you know all to do with capitalism as well, is so complicated and so skewed that even as like someone who's supposed to benefit from it. Mm. 
it's impossible to see how you can sort of climb out of it. Mm. No, I you think. Yeah, I agree, and I think just from for me on that is that that um, I guess you learn through your dad, and it goes back to what you were saying about having a strong mum. I had a strong mum, I had a strong dad, but I learned who a woman was through my mum. My dad taught me a few things, and I guess that's my understanding that's how i interact with women because the way my dad yeah taught me. i think dad's the way my dad's are responsible you know? for for emotional responsibility it's about it's there's you know i actually am a little bit more tentative of using the phrase toxic masculinity now because it's got this weird life of its own and it's being yeah used, it's dangerous it's being, isn't it no. i don't know I, I personally have no issue with it but i know that there's a anyway so hyper masculinity or you know um a toxicity to some extent but masculinity in its true sense I think is wonderful. I think everyone yes, needs the absolutely. masculine and feminine energy and, and like there's there's no confusion in my mind that these traits of which are which are more expected from from a paternal figure are imperative. You know, they're like to being 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 showcased responsibly. Like that's the big lack in Western culture. Mm. I don't know, but I can't speak on other cultures, but there's an intense lack of responsibility and, and I almost go as far as I say honour. Um, and you can't. There's only, um, there's only so much a mum can do, you know. Um, That's what I, I feel. Think, I think we need to move on to period stuff. Oh, period sorry. Stuff. Yeah, All no, right. no, no. But I think that that leads on to it brilliantly. Yeah. Because. Um, that's why we're making this podcast. Sure. Because we're dealing with something that predominantly, obviously, affects women and people who menstruate, so people Fucking in female bodies. Miraculous, yeah. And. <laughs> It was actually through my therapist that I decided to make this podcast. Oh, do Because I see a psychotherapist every week and we talked about how I have been more in touch with my masculine side, not in touch with my feminine side, but also I'm not around men. Just never, ever around men in my line of work at all. Always women. And actually what started to happen was I just didn't really understand men at all. I was completely, almost like completely forgot how to communicate with men. But like I really was just, there was something that was like a disconnect. So I was like, yeah. right, okay, I need to do something where I'm actively talking to men. Um, and that's why I really wanted you to come on to this. Because yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah, yeah. really interesting to hear how you like to dissect um, what we already know. Yeah. So I think we should just get going with like talking about periods. I'd love that. Yes. <laughs> So I wanted to put it to uh, everyone in the room. Maybe Spike can answer. <laughs> Spike is my dog, by the way, just for disclosure. And if you hear any huffing or like maybe some audacious licking sounds, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so what has been your interaction with periods in the last week? If any. Start with you, Jeremy Newton. Uh, nothing conscious. I don't believe Nothing that. Aware. You've for the first time in your life. What in terms of like a practical? Well, interaction? well no, not like you. Don't, I've literally have touched a period. Oh no, I'm but so, like, I edited the how podcast, have, Yeah, how have you I've been thinking? About it. It's been on my mind. So you weren't really thinking about periods before, like you admitted that, like not massive. And then no. you suddenly are doing a period podcast with um, an angry feminist, and <laughs> we edited it, and there's loads of it. And me like Jeremy. So surely well, I, I thought the question was like. No, it doesn't in have terms to be. Of my real life no, 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 no. Just in general, like, yeah. what? You, how are you well, thinking about periods like, this week? It's part of my consciousness now, just right. as a result of this whole exercise, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. Tell um, us more. Editing the podcast is quite interesting. You learn anything. Bits and bobs. Yeah. It's being coy. <laughs> it's being very coy. Um, I started my period today, 
and it's come three days early, which is weird. I think it was a little treat for you, Jordan. So what's 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 a day really? Yeah, that's the real question. That that's the real question. <laughs> Let's talk about time. I, I heard it's no, I heard it's a full moon and actually a super moon. So that's probably it. It's not, but. But we yeah, dispelled this myth last week. Yeah, we just. Apparently. I'm afraid that's nothing to do with the moon. Didn't listen to the first episode. Uh, I've heard this get debunked as well by what's his name. Oh God. He's well, don't listen there. to a man if he did it. Only listen yeah, to but women. I just think I can't. <laughs> I find it difficult to believe that something that can control the tides couldn't control another. Yeah, yeah, it can't. Okay. Yeah. No, so you say that it can. But isn't a cycle the same cycle as the lunar cycle? No, it just so happens that they're, like, around the same. Oh, that's a pure coincidence? Huh? Pure coincidence. Yeah, like, honestly. I mean, like, please feel free to write in and debunk my own debunking. No, um, I'm not going to argue with you. No, no, just whoever's listening, you know. Oh, right, right, right. Um... But we talk, we've talked about this, how I feel very, like, angrily passionate about um, that we have to sort of keep, like, periods in the real world. Or, like, this almost like the scientific world. I feel like... In the, the scientific world? Oh, I feel like in the sort of... That's mad. No, no, no. Okay, let me, let me try to explain. If, if they're, like, seen as this, like, woo-woo thing, I feel like men just don't take it seriously in general. Because it's right. like this thing, well, I'm never going to understand it anyway. And now it's, like, witchcraft. So I just don't understand it double, really? and so just let just so much less interest in it. Really? But do you do you think do you feel something different? I mean, like, I can't get over in my head the process of pregnancy is like fucking unbelievable. Like, like the idea of it is like miraculous. It is unlike there is nothing. And then there's this infinite potential inside a stomach. Like, and I think a lot of the confusion in the world is because that isn't cherished in the, in the way it should be. I think it's almost like a... I, I, sometimes I even think there's like an undercurrent of jealousy because we wouldn't even be able yeah. to experience that as men. The other thing is, I think the process of a period, this is maybe controversial, but I think that pain, bear with me, Pain is an incredibly imperative tool in human existence. Mm-hmm. Love it. And this is kind of what we've talked about yeah, before, it. isn't it? Yes, please yeah. go on. Yeah. And I think the issue with whatever you want to call it, the structure we live in, the hierarchical structure, patriarchy, I mean, yeah, uh, the, the, the point at which um, there is men in, in charge... I think there's a confusion about its benefits and you can go through life as a young man avoiding pain and you're all about accumulating power. Whereas I see with women, there's like five to seven days a month, right? Where they're just, everything carries on for you guys. Like everything carries on, nothing changes. Yeah, nothing changes. Everyone expects you to work, you know, and if you don't, you're kind of punished for it. You know, there's all this kind of stuff. There's the ickiness, the shame, the whatever. But it's like you have to carry on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We haven't yet adapted our society to be able to just handle that. Apart from in I've a couple of places like Bristol, for example, you can just walk out of work. Mm. I think it's brilliant. But yeah. but that pain is so important and you feel powerless. But I think that powerlessness is is incredible. Whereas you don't have that idea of emotional I don't feel like as boys we have the idea of the own emotional tide. Is this Jungian? No, or you no. just thought of it? Okay. No, no, no. Just because that's what I couldn't understand about my own pain right. is that it will go. 
Yeah. Whereas I think you have to understand it as a woman because it does go, but then it comes back and then it goes. Oh, that is a really interesting way of looking at it. Do you know what I mean? But go, you never, we yes. just get pain and we're like, oh my God, we need to get rid of it. I don't know what to do with it, but it's whereas we know, it. because, did you, have you, what, did you watch Fleabag? Yeah. So the last episode of Fleabag. I haven't seen episode three of season two. Oh, okay, two. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Shit, she over periods. But... Oh, that is, I can't <laughs> believe that. What a, what a cliffhanger. Oh, when she was filming, so that um, doesn't mean anything. No, yeah. but they talk about pain. Yeah, and, yeah. and like, I think you'll, when you watch it, you'll see like, it, I mean, to me, it was like the most mind-blowing moment on television I've ever seen. But I think you're absolutely right. The reason I ask if it was Jungian is because my therapist, sorry boys, I know you don't have therapy, so now I feel really guilty for leaving you You should out. do therapy. You should do therapy, okay? I tell everyone every day. But... My therapist is Jungian and we talk about, because obviously what I do is periods, we talk about periods and, you know, when we were talking about how I felt like I just didn't understand masculinity and I didn't feel like I could connect with it, we talked about how actually women understand, the, the you know, women mature earlier Mm. you know I'm putting that in inverted commas because whether we do or not I don't know no you literally do that, right. I th and I think mm. pain is a massive part of because that because we experience what it's like to be yeah mortal. you have to just yeah. step up yeah but do you think that kind of builds resolve and stoicism and like emotional and physical strength not stoicism probably the opposite yeah probably like not stoicism no no because you because you have to exp you have you, to process it I mean and but I stoicism guess stoicism is when you kind of you deal with something and carry on and carry on um, <laughs> if you look at other cultures or historically, you know, they have rites of passage and it's always to do with pain with men. Circumcision. Oh. Circumcision, get your teeth knocked out, yeah, fucking right. bullet ants on your hands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always been an, an ancient understanding that pain is what matures you. Well, that's what started my inquiry into women's pain and understanding it, was, was what we were talking about earlier. So when Gabby mm. knocked your teeth out. When Gabby knocked my teeth out, <laughs> I thought, right, I get it. Stoicism. I'm always in pain. No, no but tell us. It's the fact that I, as a man, can walk down the street and not... Not, mm. I could just do my own thing, whereas everyone, every woman around me could be suffering mm -hmm. in that pain. So it's that, it's that, that it's, it's a man not, not knowing and having, you know, go into that space of pain to understand what it's about. And if we can't understand it, then mm -hmm. how can, how can we, how can we change it? That's why we're here. I mean, something that I found really interesting, like regarding pain is there was a report out a few years ago that said period pain can be as painful as a heart attack. Um, and like they measured the pain, you know, levels, and like that's all true and everything. But the remarkable thing is, it took that for newspapers to pick up on it and be like, because because a heart attack is a very male, is it understood to be quite a male disease or you mm. know you know a uh, condition. That was the only thing that oh, yeah. got people thinking. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, women have heart attacks, but it's generally, I think, it's quite a high proportion of men, and that's how men understand pain. And actually, like... What, a heart attack? Yeah. Like, it wasn't taken... How on taken... earth could you understand pain if you, unless you've had one? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's how Panic you attacks, antis anticipate pain, maybe. Right. It's not a barometer, though. It's not the only barometer. Yeah, pain. yeah, yeah. What, heart a attacks? Heart attack, right? No, of course not. That's just what but they use. My point is, is that's what they use in the news. It cuts through in the male Yeah, side. exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Like, yeah. and I mean, none of us know what a heart attack feels like unless you've had one. Right. But Or a panic attack. Or, or a panic attack, indeed. But until you until that was sort of made clear for men. It was like nobody really got... Period pain is fucking agony sometimes. You just get used to it. I know, and it's yeah. just like... And, it, you know, by the time you're, what, like, 18, you just get you're used Five to years. it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I just... I, I, yeah. I, I've seen... It's pretty interesting. I've seen my, my girlfriends will differ in how they've dealt with it. It's, it's you know... It is definitely uh, an interesting experience. Well, that was our second question. I don't know if you've asked it. It was about when you first discovered a period... 
discovered it. Or when did well, you? Like, yeah. When did you first hear about a period? <laughs> on Earth, what? On, yeah. <laughs> Just, a man, yeah, like, not man it, period. It's uh, <laughs> a man period. Not a man period. But when did you first hear about it? When did you first know about it? I feel like my. I've never, literally never asked that question, but I feel like my mum, you would tell me when she was on her period. Yeah, because it was just you and your mum, right? Yeah. As as just you and and a and a, a menstruating woman living in a house together, like what? Yeah, what was your experience of that? I, I can't remember ever ever seeing anything visually. Oh, that was it. Yeah, no, I always used to have to go and buy tampons. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that, good. That's actually it. I, that that <laughs> was that's. I always remember there being a time when. When and that was just like normal like, can behavior. You just, can you just you? run in and grab some sand packs? Yeah, because she should be parked on the double yellow or something. That's great. I really like that. Yeah, it's just a non-deal, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really have a reflection of of maybe what other men experience if there's a kind of ickiness or I didn't mm. see a I didn't see a, a man shy away from it. I didn't have any reference point. Great. I always thought tampons is a really like like quite cool as well. I think my mum used to have to stop me from trying to do other things with it. <laughs> Just because they're like just, sort of just little because, yeah, yeah. I just remember just being like, whoa, like it, spaceships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do you know, not spaceships. Well, if you, do you know look like? the towel out and you've got the wings. Yo, no, that's a pad. Pads. Yeah, that's a pad. I was very like fascinated as a kid. Yeah, just while it was still on my mind, because this is a hilarious story. My mum actually, when I was really young, had to stop me from taking uh, her vibrator into school for show and tell. <laughs> Oh no! Apparently she caught me. She like she, she caught me like I had, a, I had a little backpack on and she could just hear it like, and she was like, she, she was like, did you bring a toothbrush outside? And I was like, no, 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 I've got this toy. I've got this like, I've got this really cool vibrating toy. She was like, no, I think we're gonna have to. Uh... Did she? Had, did you like? Were you open with your mum about like? I can't even remember it. She told me that the other day. You think you found it? Yeah, yeah, I probably would have just gone for her drawers or something. Oh my god, can you imagine? Both of us probably in. have severe boundary issues. Lovely, I love it. Um... Do you want to ask any more about like? Oh, no, I want uh, to yeah. talk, talk about on. my. Go my oh, yes, please period. do. Yes, please and do. I learned about uh, sanitarysaver.com. Oh yeah, you yeah. learned that this week. You compare the. I learned it this morning. You can, you can look at what type of flow you're having, and you can compare the market with sanitary towels. You were very excited about this when you I, told me. Weren't you? Well, I thought you'd be excited by it as well. No, I am quite excited by and it. I, and uh, you can discover how cheap and how expensive one tampon or pad can be. I wonder who made it and why. Yeah. There's also these wicked... Um, I thought it was good. There's no, this underwear good. brand that have it fitted. Yeah, Thinks or Wicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah my girlfriend's got that and they're fucking dope. Mm. They look comfy as fuck as well. Yeah, they are. And they're just... It's so freeing. Because mm. nobody wants to shove a tampon up there, mm. really. They're not comfortable, Jeremy, actually. You know? They're not. They just look... They look like, fun. I remember them being at school. They were like a source of comedy. Do you want to see one? I've got one if in my like bag. If like a tampon actually. was ever yeah, yeah, yeah. displayed in the classroom, they get thrown around and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, people putting it in noses. And they do. They look. They do look. This is this is on. They're an organic, sustainable brand. Right. Do, do you want to go? I don't need it right now. Um, sure. I mean, you regret this, innit? Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Oh fuck! If I hadn't have given Jordan that last <laughs> one. <laughs> But they're interesting, aren't they? Like as a thing, I remember like being yeah, parties. Yeah, that push that I'm just yeah. like it's like a party popper. <laughs> yes, that's what. And like men just nettled boys at the time, just didn't just didn't understand. I actually them. do want to say for this for you. I'm just saying. I, I, there is no way I'm putting that in my vagina now. Okay. No offense. All right. I'm sure your fingers are clean. <laughs> dog. Sorry, don't mean to be so drastic. Imagine Take that. Me back. Imagine, oh shit! I broke it. So put it back in. All right. Open it back in. It's good. Well done. Yeah. So thread the. 
No, no, no. The other oh, way. Oh, fuck. Thread that back down there. Oh, got it, yeah. It's a shame it's a podcast and not a video. Yeah, I know. This would be quite good. Hang on, I might, I might can, just take a little picture imagine... of Jordan with trying out the tampon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, did you get it? Fun times. Um, do you want to do a period quiz? Period quiz? Do you want to? I've never done a period quiz Right, before. I've written six questions with the help of um, is, is my there... menstrual activist uh, WhatsApp group. Wow. I'm not even joking. Um, and Jeremy, come in, because I want you to do the quiz as well. You know, just call yourselves. Period quiz. The Bloods. <laughs> the Bloods. <laughs> That's quite good. Then we can have like, a rival group called the Crips. Yeah. We'd um, have to find a, a, yeah. a play. Or maybe a like yeah, some... period play. Crips. Mm. Uh, Maybe we could have some men that we're like rivals with, like men activists. Anyway. Imagine being anti periods, that's hilarious. Imagine if there's there actually like an anti period. No, I, really I, would that. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. I would love to get, get someone on the podcast. Kind of really that's actually theory. a really funny yeah. sketch. Yeah. For, because it's like, it's so, it doesn't make any sense. It's <laughs> just be like, yeah, I'm just totally against, <laughs> yeah. just against yeah. vaginas just really bleeding. Like, just not into yeah. it. Like, they yeah. just don't make sense. <laughs> Right, are you ready? I bet you're in like the south of America. But it ties in, ties into like the masculine oh, thing. She's so fucking good. bleeding. Um, yeah, I mean it does. Ties in. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question, and I, you just need to shout out the answer, <clears throat> and you're gonna have to keep tabs on your own scores because I don't care. Okay. okay. Number one. Insert, pen insert jingle, Jeremy. <laughs> How long does the average cycle last? Five to seven days. Cycle, not period, cycle. 28, uh, 28 days. days. Jordan, you were first. Well done. 28 days is the average cycle. So that means that you could be way longer, way shorter. Oh, the cycle as if. I think that's the just cycle's like... Apologies. I should get doctor point for answering the cycle with the the, the actual... No, we'll give you that one. That's uh, fine. That's I actually wrote in brackets, not period, actual. but I didn't say it. Um, okay, well done, Jordan. Number two. In 1986, Tampax became the first menstrual product manufacturer in history to include the word period in their adverts. But which famous actress uttered the word? In when? Meryl Streep. 86. No. I'll give you a clue. Susan Sarandon. No. I'll give you a clue. Julia Roberts. No. (laughs) I'll give you a clue. She was a good friend. Neighbours? No, good friend. Oh, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, Cox. well done. Courtney Cox was the first person on TV to say the word period in relation to menstruation. In 1986. Mm, Or 1985, actually. In a Scream. No, 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 in an advert. Scream. How old was she? She must have been about... She was young. It was around the Bruce Springsteen video era. She was the second oldest in the Friends, just saying. How do you know the ages of Friends? I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a Friends buff. Are you? Yeah. Well, that's something to talk about. I did Celebrity yeah. Mastermind and my, my thing was The Life and Times of Ross Geller. Did you? Oh, right. Okay, nice. <laughs> no biggie, no biggie. Okay. God, you should have said, Nonchalant. you should have led with that, not Star Wars. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay, which of these is not a period product? Okay. I'll read them all out and then you can say. Tampon, pad, cup, sponge, bowl, disc, or tamp liner? Disc. Answer? Disc. You're all wrong. It's bowl. Oh, bowl. There is no period bowl. Oh, that just confused my cup. You know, a bit, disc know. is like uh, they're like uh, what do you call them? The female contraceptive. Oh. Uh, what are they call? Oh, like the female condom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What is Femdom. it? Femdom. Yeah, Femidom. yeah. I think that's what it is. Femidom, that's, yeah. They they can be used uh, to hold period genuinely. products. Never, never used um, 
on, you know. No, I don't, I don't know anyone that's ever used a femidom no. and why you would, because you've got to put it in there first, you know, and then you've got to put spermicide all over it. Anyway, it's never going to take off. Number four. It's never going to take <laughs> True or false? Periods can be affected by the lunar cycle. False. Sorry for your Let's That's not clear that one. I'll take it, I'll take it. Okay, and the last one. How many tampons did NASA offer the first American woman in space for one week in the space shuttle? Fourteen. Four. Six. George and you're the winner because it was a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> hundred. That's so funny. People are ridiculous. I love that. Well done. Who's won? Oh, Bob didn't get any. Bob's got the wooden spoon. Jez got one. I got one. Jordan got three. Well done, Jordan. Give her all the tampons (laughs) in America. (laughs) I would like to know how you think, this is completely like in your opinion, and boys feel free to like jump in. How do you think with the advent of talking about masculinity and talking about, you know, men opening up and being something other than just like you know this um caveman and with the advent of like a i'm gonna play devil's advocate wait. is that a sexist thing to say no why caveman no the as like the, the idea of the caveman oh, right. okay, fine. like as in men are now breaking out from it okay. thankfully yeah 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 do you guys always fight <laughs> i don't know if i'm not fighting with chess and fight with you like i think there's a pattern um like how do you think that that intersects with the like period feminism basically this idea that women are opening up and talking more and more about their bodies um do you think it intersects at all do you think the space for it both it's to do with it's to do with um awareness compassion and connection so i think the the idea of trying to reclaim masculinity for what it is and balance it with femininity um in equal measure for everyone I think so. I think actually a lot of the power in the feminism movement is actually a, 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 a more of a balance of masculinity amongst mm. amongst amongst these these kind of. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, so so I think in with that process, you you start to question the the infrastructure that defines masculinities uh, at the moment. So accumulation, domination, control, this kind of stuff, um, which is like an echo of having an heir and stuff like that. Um, I think there'll become a point when we talk, where we realise, and also, I'm going to be a bit existential, with the, the speed at which we're creating artificial intelligence as well, with mm-hmm. stuff like that, just not stopping, there will be a desire to just connect. And if you decide that success isn't actually measured through material wealth or through domination, if success begins to be measured in the home or be measured in your circle with the, how many people you connect to, then that goes with periods because you would want to for your own well-being for your own sense of achievement you'd want to actively be interested and intrigued by the lives of those with whom you interact but to empathize with them as well yeah Yeah. you know because it's just it's of benefit to you you look at that as a as you know if if we're to make it clear that misogyny is a coping mechanism which i really believe it is once that becomes aware, you know, because there's this thing, mm. ignorance is bliss, you know, and the more conversations that happen around this, you then have to consciously go against it. And that's when I think, I hope people start to feel more pain because, because... It's spot on there. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, if you if you just go around like, oh, it's just what it is, you know, you treat this person like that, treat that person like that. And if you go, actually, when you say this, that person's upset. The second you make that conversation, that person now is no longer ignorant. 
So then they have to make a conscious decision. Mm. And then for me, there's like, that's the unknown bit. So it's like, we, I, for me, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And I think that's the exciting bit. But what you're saying is once men have opened up to that and questioned that, that's when we can, then something will happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's just like, it's like I say, it's just, it's just once you hear something, you know, once you, once it's entered into your spectrum, mm-hmm. your, your whole life is shifts in that way. Mm-hmm. And the more people that know about that, I'd say the more people would have to face their own demons in that they are more willing to ignore someone else's circumstance. Mm. And when you become, when you are more of a feminist man, you know, you do experience this like paradigm shift where you're like, oh God, there's so much that I didn't know about. And actually periods, I think is a really crucial part of that. And the pain that comes with it, especially with different conditions that like are just not known about in the workplace. Yeah. Well, I just think it's, I think it's like communication, isn't it? It's like, there's just on an individual level, you know, it's not necessarily like, I just think it's of benefit to men around women to Mm -hmm. understand what it's like to go through that time. And then there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, there's something to gain from that. You go like, oh, I feel good in myself because I've really made someone I love feel comfortable. And, and, you know, the more that happens, I think the more this bliss would open up with, with men. And also, like I say, you know, patriarchy as an idea, as a, as a, as a kind of mentality is, I don't believe it has a gender. I, I very much believe with bell hooks um, who, who cited that, that it's, it's that mentality of just kind of getting on with it and, and, and looking for this kind of, unimaginable goalpost with there being no with deprioritizing of connection I think you know it's all all of our responsibilities to ensure that we want to communicate with those around us because we asked it last week we'll ask you now do you have period sex yeah cool I actually I'm glad you asked that I actually I actually pulled like I, I, I quite like pulling out the tampon Wow, like on request? No, I just quite like it. (laughs) I suppose there's something, yeah, I suppose there's something quite interesting about that because it's like you're almost like, you know, you're making a doorway for yourself. Well, it's like, this is like another part of like taking, it's like sensual, isn't it? It's like take off the knickers and pull out the tampon. (laughs) And do you feel (laughs) very comfortable with like period sex? I I personally have like, I I really, I don't get get why people are icky about stuff. Okay, maybe. I'm like mad, I'm not into, I just think everyone should just fucking stop being so prudish about shit, you know? And, think that, that, Jez? and that goes for skid marks too. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, I, I feel like by the end of this series, we're going to persuade Jeremy to actively seek out period sex. Um, yeah, well, but there is that's that's the, that's 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 some. That's no, that's some squeamish. No, you know, we talked about this. No, because you said you don't yeah, care no, I said about I play blood. Video games, yeah, but I don't, but I don't think... like needles. Yeah, but I don't like I th- having my blood taken. I think I think this is something we're going to crack with you, and then on the final recording, I'm going to bring in a woman. Who's bleeding? A girl, hopefully, that you're already seeing. Otherwise, that is that's really not on. Don't suggest that. It does the, but you know, it. it, it Again, it's but I think it's the differentiation. Just not to get. I don't want to get too. Uh, sorry, I know I've been talking a lot. Well, you're our guest. You're it's, supposed to talk. That's kind of why we it's, brought you on. It's the it's the differentiation between in that moment whether you're giving or receiving because it's like if you're if if your mentality is like I, i'll i will i'm actively prioritizing the other person's what the other person wants then 
you have that that decision you can validate in your own mind Mm -mm. or at least try because i know that i know that you know there's people have limits like i'm not saying i know i know know someone for example who will literally pass out if if they see blood regardless of whether it's man or woman Mm -hmm. but um you know if 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 it is in that space where a woman's like no i would actually really enjoy it because i know some girls get really horny on points of their period then yeah Yeah. yeah, then i think it's like you just go um, I think with the flow because that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah Very I'm getting good. used to this I'm really getting fun. used to this <laughs> yeah I think we should yeah I think you know the best part about sex should be giving and I know we don't always feel like that but it would be ideal that is a brilliant answer as usual thank you Jordan thanks guys really amazing thank you appreciate it thank I'm going to go so and just be a hypocrite it. see you later <laughs> um, <laughs>